Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Baloney. I'm your host, Mary Baloney, and this is the place where aspiring six and seven figure fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 139. Today, my guest with me is a friend of mine, which is funny because he was actually one of the very first people to ever purchase my book. So way back in 2017, when my book came out, Fundraising Freedom, Mr. Brent Silkey was one of the very first people, and it is such an honor to have you on the show, Brent. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Mary. It's an honor to be with you today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have been cyber stalking you for a few years. Because <laughs> of course, when you bought one of my first books, I was like, okay, who is this guy? What is he doing? And uh, you are actually uh, one of my very favorite people to watch on social media when hmm. it comes to fundraising. And uh, you have your hand in, the, in several different things. But why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Tell us about the work that you do and uh, how you're raising support. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mary. Well, I'm a big fan and uh, I do have your book actually right here. And you wrote a note in this book, which was very cool. You said, Brent, go change the world. Mary Valoni, Matthew 634. And so thank you for that. I've listened to the audio version as well on Audible and a great resource uh, just for those that are maybe listening to the podcast that have not yet picked up your book. It's a phenomenal resource to the kingdom. And so thank you for that, Mary. Um, my wife and I, Elizabeth, we have the honor of serving college students in the city of St. Paul in the ministry called Chi Alpha. I know you're familiar with Chi Alpha very much. And we also have, it's kind of a unique role that we serve in. Um, we started something called 30 for Freedom on my 30th birthday. And the idea is that 30 for Freedom exists to end sex trafficking in our lifetime. And so we have the opportunity of serving college students and helping them engage in biblical justice initiatives like fighting and ending sex trafficking through running, raising funds, raising awareness, and, and the like. And so that's a little bit of our current situation, what we're, what we're doing with uh, ministry. And it's, it's been really cool. And one of the things that I, I was actually talking to Mike Amiot, my boss today, and he said, it's really probably one of the most unintentional things that has happened in Chi Alpha that has been such an add value for Chi Alpha and for the kingdom is how this social justice stuff with Generation Z and millennials, but Gen Z especially, um, overlaps with churches and Chi Alpha and just how that all comes together for support raising purposes and for the kingdom of God. So yeah. Brent, you are, you're not only raising support for this 30 for freedom for sex trafficking, but you're also raising personal support as a missionary on the mission field. And then you're also raising support for your overall ministry, right? So yep. to be on the campus there in St. Paul. So yep. you've got multiple avenues of fundraising. I know the people who are listening to the show, they may be like, oh yeah, like we've got this big organization or we've got, you know, maybe, maybe missionaries themselves who are trying to raise those, the personal support dollars. Um, and I wanted them to specifically hear your story, hear how you raise support, because I, I think that it's, it's unique. And the question that I get all the time is how do I use social media? You know, how do, how do I actually use it to share my story? And um, I just want to give you a huge pat on the back for using social media so well, because you never, I have never, I've never at all the posts that you have put out ever felt like you are begging for money. 
asking for something that somebody doesn't want to give, <laughs> right? Like you're always adding value to people and, and really praising them for their generosity to the work that you do. And so just kind of thinking about your philosophy around support raising and, and fundraising online, what, what, what is your take when it comes to raising support on, on social media? Well, well, lots of powerful, very kind words, Mary. Thank Aww. you for that. Um, I think when it comes to, I guess my philosophy in life is that life is all about relationships. And if I can be a good steward of the relationships that God has given to me with friendships or people we know or pastors or whoever it might be, uh, I just want to be a good friend and a person who just really adds value and invests in the people. And I know that we believe in missions. My wife's a missionary kid. She grew up in, in Europe and Lithuania. So we get missions and, and we, I actually never envisioned that we would be a part of Chi Alpha in uh, staff capacity. Yeah. And uh, so this, just the idea that uh, we could, whether it's social media or in person to be able to invest into people's lives and add value back with, with regard to social media fundraising. I think that um, social media is such a cool thing because like I, like we haven't met in person, but we've had the opportunity to know each other the last several years through social media, keeping up on LinkedIn or what, what you know, any of the different platforms that are out there. And I think that's a really cool thing. And I think what social media can do is it can kind of help us to have continued, you know, touch points with people. And I know that there's a guy that's like the, he's raised millions and millions of dollars for a nonprofit. And he said, you have to have a minimum of 24 touch points with people in a year. And we're like, it's like 24 touch points. It's crazy. And social media in today's day and age, it's such an amazing way to to like just, hey, happy anniversary, or hey, I want to just wish you a happy birthday, or hey, we're thinking of you at Christmas time, just those kind of things as a way of enhancing the real life relationships that, that exist. And so that's one of the things that we love to do. And, um, I, you know, I, I think we talked about raising a personal support budget for Chi Alpha to be a Chi Alpha missionary pastor. And one of our things when we started, we started in on May 1st, 2015. And my goal uh, I know we talk about goals in the book, but the goal was in four months, could we raise an entire director's budget? Because not just for the sake of a goal, we wanted to get to campus sooner. And if we took the normal 18 months to get there, we're like, man, that's, we're missing a whole class of students that will never have the opportunity to, you know, to influence for Christ. And so four months, we set a budget, uh, a goal to raise it in four months, which is crazy. And part of my personality is 1000%. And so my wife and I went a thousand percent in on this. My coach, Roger Lane said, you need to have a minimum of three breakfasts, three dinners and three lunches every week. If you have any shot of doing it in four months. And so I took him seriously on that. And we worked really hard in those four months. We saw the provision of God. Like I have never seen in my life. It was just unbelievable. The things that God did. And so what one of the reasons or one of the things that we use was social media to connect with people, to say, hey, I'm not sure if you've heard, but this is what we're doing now. We'd love to share with you some of our financial goals and some of our dreams, some of these things. And so the social media was kind of a, a launching pad into some of those conversations that then eventually would lead to the support of our Kyle ministry and to see some of those dreams realized so we can get to campus sooner. Yeah. So social media, is, it can be a great tool. Eric Samuel Tim says it's a tool that can either be used for great things to build, to build great things or to tear down great things. And we want to use social media as a, a tool to build up great things in Jesus' name. Yeah. So, okay, when you did that in four, four months, 
to, to get fully funded in four months, which I know that there are people that are like, oh my gosh, like that would be a dream. That would be awesome, especially for those who are in ministry who are trying to raise up that personal budget. But tell me about um, like these first conversations that you had with people before you launched out onto social media and, and messaged them. Did you send out letters? Did you use any of that kind of communication in partnership with your social media? We did a big social media announcement, life update announcement, right? Okay. We just family picture. I think we were by the one of our school signs, we just said, hey, we're making a big change. Um, we feel God is leading us to start a Chi Alpha chapter at the first ever private school in Minnesota. Here's what we're doing. And the first post we made was informative. It was also, if you'd like to be involved in our ministry updates, just getting in our emails, drop your email below or send us a message. And I was overwhelmed by just the people that would put their email out there on a comment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're putting it out there. But we, that was kind of how we started just letting people know what we're doing. Our commitment was we would send 10 updates a year and they would have pictures, videos, stories, and just to share what God is doing in, in the ministry. And so people were like, hey, we want to know what's, we want to know more. And based on that, we could say, hey, we're going to be doing this event over here, here at our house. We're going to have desserts. And if you'd like to come and hear more about it and how you can partner with us, we'd love to have you over. So we'd have some of those meetings. And just, I mean, the bread and butter was, was one-on-one you know, asking, Hey, would you, would you want to, you know, hear more about this in person? And one of the things that was important to me, because I've been on the, we've all been on the other side of the ask is for someone to say, Hey, there's, I want to talk about some of our financial goals. So like we put that out there, mm -hmm. uh, some of our ministry vision, some of our big dreams. And so that they weren't blindsided by an ask and like, Hey, would you, would you consider partnering with us? And so social media was kind of like the front door, like, let you know, let people like know the news. And then it kind of led to more of those kitchen table conversations that were really for, for just so encouraging for us as we moved into from staff pastors to Chi Alpha campus missionaries. Okay. So I know the people who are listening right now, they can tell that you have a dynamic personality. So yeah. it sounds like you have not met a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> and that people, when they see you on social media and they see what you do, there is a natural, you know, draw in. And I've heard this about you. I didn't even know you. And somebody was like, oh yeah, he's just got a really great personality, really dynamic. And so for somebody who doesn't have, you know, maybe isn't as maybe more introverted and more shy, uh, do you think that this same approach that you've taken will work for them? I think it can. And I think that passion expresses itself differently for different personalities. But I think when, like I was talking to another Chi Alpha pastor who's just getting started in a different state, he said, hey, I'm just getting started. And he's, he would probably be a little bit more on the introverted, a little bit quieter side. But as he's telling me stories of what's happening on campus, the pa I could hear the passion, like, bro, like your passion is coming out take this in a bottle and share this with people in your circles because who wouldn't want to be a part of this? Yeah. And so I definitely think so. I think, you know, a different, you know, Chi Alpha specifically, if you're 22 raising a budget, your network might be smaller than if you're in your late twenties coming from a big mission sending church. You know, I had, I had some definite advantages coming out of the place where we or were pastoring for a number of years, but I definitely think that it, the approach it can work. It just, express the if they can express the passion they have effectively that's probably one of the biggest things that they can communicate their message effectively okay so another thing that comes across to me specifically with you is is your personal brand that you have put yourself out there in a way that there is there there's a certain expectation of what they're going to get with you when mm -hmm. when you 
follow, when I follow you on any of your social media platforms, uh, I know that there's going to be certain posts that I'm going to expect to see from you. And mm -hmm. it's something that I promote a lot inside of my book where I'm like, okay, you know, it's the fourth step of my seven step process is enhance your brand. And sometimes people get lost in like, oh, branding, what is that? Like, you know, just colors and graphics and stuff like that. And I want you, you guys to catch this that, you know, Brent has a brand. He has a personal brand that he's putting out there and all of his posts align with that. You are a minister. You care about sex trafficking. You're a, a husband, a father, um, you know, so all of those are very clearly portrayed in every, every one of your posts. Like I can, I can see that it falls in line with one of them. Do you strategically think about any of that as you make your posts? Like, are there certain things where you're like, yeah, I don't really touch political stuff and I don't touch, oh, yes. you know, it's like, it, it's just off brand. It's like, Oh, would Brent say that? You know, how do you filter some of that information so that you know, what's actually going to show up on your social feed? That's a phenomenal question, Mary. I have, so Justin Lathrop, huge, huge, amazing uh, influence in my life through some of his blogs and some of his books, just the idea of like the likable Christian, right? There's just certain things that are never, you'll just probably never see it across any of my social media from me personally, politics, anything that's controversial. Like I just don't go there. I think there are certain topics that are much better to talk about in person over a cup of coffee than to blast out there on social media. And so there are certain things that are completely like off limits that I don't go there for sure. Uh, as we, even as we train our student leaders and our staff and our Chi Alpha team, I'm like, you have your own thing that you're doing, but you represent the bigger picture of what we're doing here. So just take that into consideration as you, as you post, as you like, as you comment, as you share, because it touches a lot more people than you realize on social media. So even, even as, and I, I, I always tell them this, I said, my personal stance on things is going to be a lot more strict than maybe what yours is, but just know that like, at least these are the basic guidelines that we have to abide by as a team. But for, for me personally, Mary, when it comes to, there might be something that's really funny that somebody posts that I actually would laugh at out loud in my house. Yeah. I'm not going to like it if it's something that's, if someone could be like, ah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, Brent. You know what I mean? And so I try to be really careful with, with things like that. And it's not that I don't support the person, but I just, it, it's gotta, it's gotta be in the right, it's gotta be the right thing for me. And so I think, cause I think that impacts the brand of Chi Alpha that impacts the ministry that we're doing. I think that impacts, you know, what, what are people perceiving of a missionary or of a pastor? And Eric Samuel Tim is one of my good friends and he does this amazing message called repaint Jesus. And he said, we really in a world that has the, maybe the wrong idea, about who Christ is. We have to repaint Jesus through who we are and how we live. Yeah. He's like, you know, you're, you're the only Bible some people will ever read. And so I take that to heart and I'm like, okay, if that is the case, then everything that I do has to be filtered through that, whether it's a post of my kids, a ministry post, you know, anti-trafficking post. And so, yeah, I, I do have some strict personal guidelines on that, but it is important as we talk about step four for your kind of your personal brand. Like what do you stand for and, and what do you portray with, with the things that you do on social media? Yeah. So good. Okay. Because my, my mentor did the same thing where he was like, you can't be a Christian rock station over here and a country station over here. And a, you know, like people want to know that when they turn the dial on social media to you, they know what they're going to expect. And I, at first I was like, well, that's just silliness. You know, like when you think about all the radio stations and TV stations that are out there, but we all like to, you know, we have our favorite stations and we like yeah. our, 
certain things. And so people are going to either like you or they're not going to like you. And so, and that's okay. Like I'm okay if people choose to follow me or not follow me based on that. But I do want them to know that there's going to be consistency when they do follow what I have to say. And I think that that's really great that you use that filter of like, okay, especially as a minister, I understand that. But also as a father and a mentor, you lead a lot of young people. And so there, there is this, you know, just expectation of what it is that you're going to put out there and your donors are also paying attention to that. Yes, they are. And so when they give to it now, I think people get confused when it comes to, to ministry that it's like, Oh, I have to show poverty. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that as a missionary or as a ministry leader, or even a nonprofit leader across the board that you never want to be seen as, Oh, I'm, you know, a bad steward of the donations that come in. Mm-hmm. But how do you gauge on, you know, just the topic of, of poverty and, you know, that yeah. abundance mindset? Because I, I get from you that you do not like money is not something that you sit and think about a ton. Yeah. No, I think one of the things actually it's funny you say that the poverty kind of mentality that I train our staff when someone joins our team, I'm like, we're just not going to be we're not going to have that mentality that like, oh, man, I wish I could. But like we're going to be great stewards of the things that God puts in our hands. We're going to be responsible with the things that we do and the ministry that God has given to us. And we're going to be responsible with what we share with people, that kind of a thing. And so I think when I first started, it was really like, I was nervous about that dynamic more like, oh man, if, if, you know, if we got this bookshelf, like what are people going to, or what are, you know, whatever it might be, what are people going to think? Like, oh man, you could have got that cheaper out of garage sale, right? You know, like that kind of stuff. But then I re- and I was talking to some people about that actually like last year around this time. And they're like, Brent, no one's concerned that, that you're a poor steward of things. Like you don't need to like, cause I was kind of getting honestly marrying a trap of like, Oh man, what are people thinking? They're like, you don't need to worry about that. Like do what God's called you to do, be effective in that. And, and obviously like when, when something happens or there's something to celebrate, then celebrate it. And I don't know. I, I just think that um, that can be an easy trap to fall into as a missionary and I don't want, I never want anything I post or any ask that we make, uh, whether it's an email ask, in-person ask to feel like, oh man, we absolutely, like you, you did on Giving Tuesday. Like, I don't want people to think we're begging because that's not what that's, I'm not in the, the begging business. I, I believe that where God guides, he always provides. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not through this place or if it's not through this entity, it may be through a different person. Mm-hmm. And one of the most surprising things that I didn't anticipate in, in support raising and fundraising is sometimes the most significant gifts come from the most unthinkable places you didn't even expect. It's like, what? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. And I I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to share what you did on Giving Tuesday because I think that so many people could could replicate this and do this next year instead of the whole, like, let's beg for money. So share real quick on what what you did on Giving Tuesday. Sure. So I love... I guess I love kind of going against the grain in a positive way. And so I was, you know, my inbox is full of amazing organizations that we love and support that are like, Hey, it's giving Tuesday, consider a gift of this much for this impact and showing the measurable impact units and all those great things. And I was just thinking, I was literally sitting in a house in Arizona on this trip, hiking for hope trip to help rescue people out of trafficking. And a whole bunch of our friends are there and a whole bunch of our supporters are on this trip. And I'm thinking, I want to give on Giving Tuesday as a missionary. I want to give back to these amazing people because we literally couldn't do this ministry that God's called us to without their help and their support. Like we literally couldn't be on campus. And so I was like, man, everyone there was like waiting for the coffee pot to brew. And I was like, 
we're going to do something a little different. So I got a, a, a gift card for Starbucks on my Starbucks app, screenshotted it, put it in an email, MailChimped it to all of our people and just said, Giving Tuesday, we have a gift for you. And they opened it up and it was just like, hey, we can't do this without you. We're so thankful to God for who you are, for your prayers, for your support. Please have your favorite Starbucks drink on us today. And they could literally just take their phone with their email and they could scan the app or they could scan at Starbucks their, their, their thing. And the cool thing for me that I didn't expect, Mary, was I would get message it after message after text after Facebook message of a husband and wife at Starbucks. Hey, thanks so much. You blessed our whole morning. And just, it was so cool to hear the feedback from people. And even today I had someone that said, Hey, I, I just went, went to Starbucks Christmas shopping and just, just want to say thanks for the cup of coffee. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Well, and what happens when they're drinking that they're thinking about you and how they can give more to the ministry. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's, it's brilliant, but obviously you did it not with the intention that it's like, Oh, that this is going to like turn into tons of money. But right. Same time it was like what's the right thing to do for us what represents our brand yeah we you're an outrageously generous person and so what do outrageously generous people do they give <laughs> and so it, it, I think it's really great you also there was one post that you put up that I thought was just so good and I I shared it with tons of people but um, you had you had a meeting with someone and they had given you uh, an iPad and you posted a picture of this. And of course you're, you're so great at like being super anonymous about the donors that do give, but you posted a picture of an iPad um, that some of you had a meeting with somebody and they donate, they donated this iPad to your, to your ministry. And I was like, Oh, Brent, like, cause immediately I was like, I want to donate an iPad. <laughs> like, like as somebody who's just a viewer watching in, Mm. There, we as humans, like we want to do, we want to watch other people and we want to replicate what other people do. And if, if people are genuinely generous, you know, they want to be generous by you giving an example of how people are generous to your ministry, it, it shows people, well, this is what people do for us. Mm. And I'm curious, what was behind the thought or what happened when you, when you posted that, what was even going through your head? So one of the reasons I posted that and what I, I'm really, I try to be again with my social media kind of filtering. If it's like a, a business or if it's a church that we can celebrate the business of the church, we publicly can do that usually with their permission. Um, when it's an individual or family, always be anonymous because um, just from my experience, they just don't want their name out there. Yeah. They want to be a, a blessing behind the scenes. They don't want their face on the, on the post. So this supporter he said hey i want to meet we grabbed perkins together or something and he said hey i've got this for your ministry i want you to give this away so that you can reach people more people on those first two weeks that are so important of the school year i'm just thinking are you kidding me like didn't ask for this like just total blessing bomb for the ministry and i was like i'm going to celebrate this guy without his name i'm going to celebrate what he did and just in a way to honor him publicly without putting his name out there. Cause I know he saw it and it, it, you know, he's, we, we talk about stuff. And I think the thing that's been really fun is that that story, I got to follow up the story of who received the gift and it was a student who received the gift. They were praying that morning to help someone from their church whose cam professional camera was stolen. And they said, Lord, if there's any way I could be a blessing to help that person. They won the iPad and I believe they sold the iPad and gave to that person at their church. And I got to share that story with the guy that gave him the iPad. And it was so cool. It was such a cool, like full circle. I like to follow up with people that, that do stuff like that. And then this year I get a message and he says, Hey, 
I've got two pairs of $350 Beats headphones that I want you to do the same thing with. And I was like, are you joking? So anyway, just, it just, it just, and it, we, we don't, I don't share those things. So people are like, Oh, Hey, I want to do that too. But, um, it's, it's just been a cool blessing to be able to, when something like that happens to follow it, you know, full circle and then be able to report back, like, thank you for doing that. Here's the impact of what you just, what you blessed us with. Yeah. And you know? anyone who's listening right now, like, I know that they're all leaning in because that's interesting. Like that's, that's fun that there's no desperation. There's no begging. There's no poor us. It's all about like abundance and, you know, generosity and all these positive things that everybody else wants to be a part of. So that's what I'm like, that's what people want to hear on social media. They don't want to hear about, Oh, poor us. We don't have enough to pay our bills. Now that may be the case, (laughs) you know, behind the scenes that may be the case. Have you been in a position where you guys are like really struggling for funds and had to kind of go through that season where you're like, uh, we can't just blast this to the masses or have you guys been pretty fortunate as far as having more than enough to cover what you guys need? Yeah, I think the, the scary part about becoming a Kyle for missionary when we did, we just bought our first house. We just had a second baby. And then like two months later we jumped, we joined Chi Alpha and we were at Cedar Valley is our home church still. It's where I got saved. It's where I started. I felt called to ministry where I married my wife, dedicated my first two kids. And we were on, I couldn't, I was pinching myself, but I was the youth, one of the youth pastors there on staff. I'm working with my very best friends in the world. And we really felt strongly God call us to Chi Alpha. We're like, wow, this is, this is really not good timing, Lord. <laughs> you know, like we have a mortgage, we have two kids at home. And so going from being a salaried staff pastor to being a missionary was like, whoa, like, you know, if we got to set this, this goal and we got to, we got to work really hard and, and ask God for his help. So I think the most, I don't know if pressure is the right word, but the most urgency I think was right away in those first four months, like, man, we've got to do this. We want to get to campus. We want to make sure that our family is, is good to go as well. And so um, I think those first four months were the most like miraculous months as far as like just breakthrough things. Again, we came from this amazing church that just, we're just such a missions sending church. And so we felt really blessed by our church to say, hey, we believe in you, we're sending you out. And then so many families that we'd invested in their kids were like, well, you're going to invest in more kids? We want to be a part of that. And so we just felt so, I mean, truly, truly thankful and truly, truly blessed by our church community to say, we're with you, we believe in this. And so, but as far as the pressure feel, as far as the Oh my word, are we going to make it feel it, those first four months were kind of scary. Um, <laughs> and everybody, everybody has, you know, been there, whether they have got a big budget or, you know, whether they're on staff somewhere and they're trying to raise that support, there's always those moments where, yeah, it's, it is scary. And so, but to like, not put that out to the general public that it's like, uh, you know, like we're overwhelmed and, but there is a sense of, we, we want to be transparent. We want to share yeah. the, that we're human and you know, things go are good sometimes and sometimes things aren't so good, but being able to really uh, share the, the story the way that it needs to be told online, I think is important. So real quick, um, before we wrap up our time today, um, I want to hear from you what, what advice you like, what have you seen? What have you seen on social media? Because I know you run in circles with a lot of like-minded people just like you. What have you seen that just like absolutely drives you crazy when you see on social media? I mean, I think, I think there's always more than one way to communicate the same thing, right? So when we were, when we were, you know, 58% of our budget raised, I, I didn't say, oh man, we're, we have 42% left. I was like, we're 58%. You know, like 
I think that they're, you know, like kind of like the theme of the uh, part of this conversation is like, hey, how can I take what the need is or how can I take what's happening and say, okay, let's make this a celebration point. We're 58%, praise God, you know? And so I think for people who are doing nonprofit things or fundraising and social media, um, I think a lot of people, somebody told me this one time, and this may not be the most helpful uh, metaphor, but they said, people want to be a part of a winning team. Yes. So like show them what's, what's show them where you're winning as an organization or like if they, like, there's an opportunity to give on giving Tuesday or whatever, whatever uh, giving point there might be, like what can be celebrated? Like, Hey, I want to be a part of that. That that's awesome. Praise God for what's happening. We want to be a part of that. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think for people to reframe things and it's more of a psychology, my wife's a counselor, but to reframe things to say, Hey, don't, you don't have to be like sound desperate about stuff. You can celebrate and invite people in. I love inviting people into stuff. And I think that's one of those things that uh, I think nonprofits could do, uh, could do a little bit differently to be a little bit more effective on social media. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Brent, I knew I liked you. Because <laughs> like, I mean, the glass, I, I, I appreciate that we have that in common, that the glass is always half full. The, the glass is always full. It's always overwhelming. It's overflowing. And yeah. it's just how we perceive and how we share those stories. Yeah. And, and it is easy to be like, oh my gosh, we're 42% you know, away. And that just seems so far away. Or, you know, oh, it's the end of the year and our bills are so scary. But I think that when you start to focus on gratitude, and that's something that I've learned over time is that it's really hard to feel sorry for yourself when you're grateful. And, so true. <laughs> and when you focus on the joys and the things that are happening that are going in your favor, it's hard to focus on the negative stuff. So I hope everybody heard that, that it's, you know, that, that real thing is about reframing, you know, reframe the message. If you're about ready to post something on social media, that sounds a little Debbie Downer, you can turn it around and just be like, okay, how can I reframe this? to yeah. highlight the things that are going well, everybody can read through the lines and see, okay, you know, you're, you're 58%. Yay. But I can do the math. <laughs> like I know as I'm reading on the other side, Oh shoot, Brent's 42% away. Like how are we going to get him there? Yeah. But we, you know, on the other receiving side, let them figure out the math on that. We still got some ways to go and that's okay. But I love it. And so, um, I want everybody, I want everybody to follow Brent. Okay. So how can, what's the best place that people can start to just look at your stuff, watch what you're doing. I know you're on a lot of different platforms, but where do you spend most of your time? I'm pretty even actually. Um, I have, um, trafficking stuff that we do and some of the more sensitive stuff. I do have two profiles on Instagram. One's like family that uh, it's private and protected. And then one's more of the public side, Instagram um, slash Brent Silkey. And then Twitter is just at Brent Silkey. Facebook is Facebook at Brent, Sil or Brent Silkey. And then LinkedIn as well. I share a lot of our fundraising and different things like that on, on LinkedIn. So um, that's probably the best way to stay in contact. But um, yeah, I just, I just, um, Mary, just want to say this and on, on this podcast, just thank you for your work because there are things that I like, especially, um, and I was talking to today with my boss about this, but the idea of like, do you have a plan of thanking your people that like speaks to their love language? I never thought of that until I read that. And I was like, oh my word, my words of affirmation may be great, but they might want a gift. Let's get them some coffee and giving to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like, those encouragements are so huge. And I think a lot of support raising books, they need to be updated. And, I, and so and reading Fundraising Freedom, I was like, yes, refreshing. Like, this is what people need to read. 
And so I do some support raising training and coaching with, with some like new missionaries. And this is going to for sure be one of those resources. I'm like, please get this book, stop what you're doing, get this book. Let's go. So thank you. Thanks for everything you do for us. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm going to give you some insider information here. And for the people listening is that there will be a missionary book coming out in 2020. Hey, so I will have some new resources for you. So, and, and I appreciate that you picked up fundraising freedom and you were able to navigate through it because, you know, when I wrote that book, I never intended for it to be necessarily given to missionaries. You know, I, I wrote it for secular nonprofits. I came out of, you know, the American Cancer Society and Special Olympics and ALS Association, you know, and so a bigger scale fundraising has always been where I've been used. And so, but I love it. And everybody who listens to this show, I mean, I don't talk about my faith a ton, but clearly it comes across in what I do. And I, you guys know that I help a lot of missionaries and ministries. And so uh, to hear Brent that you were able to pick up that book. And like I said, we're one of the very first ones, uh, tells me that you are a continuous learner. Like you are coachable, you're teachable, which is huge. Those are incredible qualities for a leader. And not a lot of people who are in leadership positions are willing to do that. And so, I, I mean, I know this is maybe a, a love fest here, but <laughs> it's like we both are, we, we want to, I, I just want to highlight the fact that that is a huge, that's an incredible quality that you have as a, as a human. And um, I appreciate you passing that on to the next generation too, because um, I think that that's so hard to, to let people know that you never arrive. You, ne no. you never come to a place like you're really great at social media, but you're always learning and you're watching other people, what they're doing. And I'm doing the same thing. I, I don't claim that I've got everything figured out, but I'm always in the weeds trying to t work through it and work yeah. through the content so that I know, okay, is this working? Is it not? <laughs> so yeah. Thank you for allowing the crew to, to follow you too. And um, obviously feel free to accept whoever you want to accept, but we'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes. Um, obviously platforms like Instagram and, and Twitter are a little bit easier. I'm sure you try and keep your Facebook a little bit more, more intimate, but um, definitely follow Brent and check out his stuff. And um, I'm sure Brent would be happy if you went back through his feed and just copied some of his ideas and Good. replicated Love them. <laughs> so uh, none of this uh, for any of us, we're all we're all copying and pasting what other people are doing yeah. if it's working for somebody else do not reinvent the wheel let's do what works so all right guys on that note let's change our social media feed make sure that we focus on giving and being more generous and showcasing showcasing the generosity of what our donors are doing so others want to do the same for us so hope you guys have a great week let's go change the world one volunteer and one dollar at a time